It's great to have you guys, and happy Palm Sunday. Happy Palm Sunday. What a blessed time in the life of the church. I'm so excited. Like this, there's been this anticipation in my in my heart for such a long time. Um, and you know, in the life of the church, this week is considered Holy Week or Passion Week. And this is an opportunity for us to really um, just remember everything that Jesus went through his last week um, uh, as he went to the cross, as he went to give his life on our behalf. And so this week, I mean, uh, coming up to this week in my life, in my heart, and, and, and everything around me, there's just been, and I've talked to a lot of people about this, there's just been this spiritual pressure. I'm not sure exactly what it is. I know that God's doing something amazing. I'm really excited about that. But there's just been this Pressure. I'm just going to call it spiritual pressure. But as we get up to Passion Week or Holy Week, as many would call it, there's just this moment where we're, we're here on Palm Sunday and in the life of the church, this is where we remember that Jesus came into Jerusalem, okay? And he came on the back of a donkey. And all of a sudden, all the people that were around, they were cutting off palm branches and they were laying them at his feet as he came through town. On this donkey. Oh, so he was fulfilling scripture, prophecy of old. He's fulfilling scripture. And at the same time, the stark difference. Here, here's what I want you to see real quick before we get into the message. These folks that were crying, Hi, Hosanna, glory to God in the highest. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord on Sunday, right? Yelling for Jesus. Go, Jesus. We're excited that you're in Jerusalem. A lot of those same folks on Friday were yelling, crucify him, crucify him. What a difference a week can make in our lives. And so listen, here's what I want to encourage you to do. Don't just skim through this week just like every other week. Don't just kind of go through the motions this week and try to go to the next thing and then to the next thing and then to the next thing. I want to encourage you if you have the Bible app, there's multiple um, uh, five-day devotionals on there. Start them today, okay? Go to the Bible app. You Do that right now as well if you want to. You can check out the notes from today's message and all that. Go to events on the, the Bible app. Look at Ridgepoint Church. You can see exactly what's going on today. But I really want to encourage you folks. If you're watching online with us or you're here in person, I really want to encourage you. Don't just skim through day by day this week. Take a moment. Take 10, 15, 30 minutes to an hour Sit down and really remember what God did for us. Don't miss it. This is the beautiful opportunity that you and I have. And so, like I said, there's probably at least three that I looked at this morning of those um, uh, devotionals that you can do each day uh, on the Bible app. And they're like five-day devotionals starting on today, Palm Sunday. I want to encourage you guys. Take a moment. Take 15 minutes out of your day at some point. And really remember what Jesus did for us. Guys, we are in this series called I Am Jesus. And this has been just such a beautiful opportunity for us to really dive into who Jesus is and who Jesus says he is. If you want to know more about Jesus, shouldn't we just ask the source? Jesus had seven statements in the Gospel of John. Seven times where he said, I am, and then followed it up, followed it up by some characteristic. And so the first week we talked about how Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd, the one who gives his or lays down his life for a sheep. Follow me. So Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. We talked about what that really means. 
Jesus also, last week we talked about um, uh, when Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in darkness, but they'll have the light of life. And so what a powerful statement that that is from Jesus. He says, I'm the light of the world. If you walk in me, you're never going to walk in darkness. And then today, it's possibly one of the most important I am statements that Jesus ever said, in my opinion. This one has the ability to make a break. They all have the ability to make a break us. But this one is special, Todd. This one is very special. When Jesus says in John chapter 15, verse 5, he says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can bear what? Nothing. God, take this message today. Take this time, Father. And make it yours. Speak through me the life and the light. Be glorified among us. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, when you contextualize this statement, it becomes so much more significant. When you really put this into context, it becomes so much more significant. This statement from Jesus is found in chapter 15. In John chapter 13, just two chapters right before that, we see that, that Jesus, um, what, what we refer to as the Last Supper, okay? The Last Supper. Why is it called the Last Supper? Maybe you're wondering that today. Because it's the last meal that Jesus would have with his disciples before he went to the cross, okay? So that was chapter 13. Um, and we're going to dive deeper into that on Friday. We're doing a communion service on Friday, Good Friday, 7 o'clock p.m. here at the church. I'd love for you guys to be with us. Um, but that happened in chapter 13. We're going to dive into that on Friday. But then in chapter 18, just after this, we see that Jesus goes to the Garden of Gethsemane where he would be arrested. And there's when all the things would start taking place where Jesus was arrested. He was taken before Pilate. And he was beaten and, and ultimately crucified. And so what happens here is chapter 13 and then chapter 18. Okay, Jesus, uh, the Last Supper in chapter 13, Jesus was arrested in chapter 18. What happens is right in the smack dab middle of this, Jesus is having dinner conversation with his disciples. He's sitting down at the table and he's having dinner conversation with his disciples. Right smack dab in the middle of it all, Jesus says, I'm the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, then you're going to bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. Like right in the middle, this is the last thing that Jesus is going to say around a dinner table to his disciples. Don't you think it's kind of important? Everything that Jesus says is important, but this is the last opportunity that he's going to have to sit around a table and talk. I don't know about you guys. We don't do this nearly as much as we should, but how many of you guys still sit at the dinner table and talk to each other? Is that a thing anymore? Three of you. Okay, excellent. So that still happens in some households, but, but not every household. I wish it happened more in ours. But, but at the same time, Jesus is sitting around a table with his disciples having a conversation. Right before he goes to the cross. Right before he gives his life on our behalf. What he had to say was very, very important. I'm the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you're, you're going to bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do anything. Why is staying connected so important? It kind of speaks for itself, especially after the year that we just had and continue to have. It kind of speaks for itself, but I really want to un unravel this just for a moment. In the, verse, the first verse of this chapter, Jesus says 
In the first verse of chapter 15, Jesus says, I'm the true vine. I am the true vine. So that would imply that there are false vines. Is that pretty accurate? Can everybody say amen to that? There are false vines. That would imply that there are false vines that you and I can become connected to, right? And here's what that looks like. I want to bring it down to street level for you. Sounds like this. If I can just make a little more money and continue to climb up the corporate ladder, man, that's going to produce a lot of fruit, right? If I can just invest a little bit more into my retirement or my 401k, man, that's going to make some good fruit, isn't it? If I, could just, if I could just go finance the best car, my wife wants a Tahoe so bad. If I could just go finance that Tahoe, man, that's some good fruit right there, isn't it? If I could just have the best house, the best situation, the best lifestyle, man, that's good fruit. If I can go hang out with the right people, get in the right crowds, start saying the right lingo, that's good fruit, isn't it? That's good fruit. If I could just post the best pictures on Instagram and get the most amount of likes and people are going to love me, man, that's some good fruit, isn't it? That's good stuff. Everything looks great on the outside, but on the inside, it's nothing like that at all. Jesus would say, that's not, that's not fruit. That's not my fruit. That's false fruit. Or that's the false vine that I'm talking about in the first verse of chapter 15. Guys, we have to be so careful that we aren't attaching ourselves to the false vine. We have to be so careful when we do this, when we do this, when we attach ourselves to the false vine, we're going to wither up and we're going to die spiritually. The first thing that we see is that staying connected produces fruit. Jesus says that. Staying connected produces fruit. Fruit. I'm the vine, you're the branches. If you remain in me, I and you, you're going to produce much fruit. What kind of fruit are we talking about here? Okay. When Jesus says you're going to produce much fruit, what kind of fruit are we talking about? I just want to tell you today, we're talking about holy fruit. Okay. Holy fruit. This is good fruit. Holy fruit is what we're talking about. Galatians chapter 5 says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are the fruits of the Holy Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit. And and Jesus says, if you remain in me and I in you, then you're going to produce holy fruit. That's just the way it is. You're going to produce holy fruit. And I don't know about you, but I need a little more self-control. Amen? I don't know about you. I need a little more patience. I don't know about you, but there are days that I need more joy in my life. There are days that I need to be more gentle with my friends and my family and my kids and my wife. I need more of those things. I need peace. I need more love in my life. I need to be more faithful to God and to my family and to the church. But Jesus said, if you remain in me and I in you then you're going to produce holy fruit. You're going to produce this kind of fruit. Is that what you want? Guys, I'm going to say today, I'm just going to throw this out there. All of us could use an extra helping of all this fruit. Okay? Just going to throw it out there. None of us are um, alone in this. We could all use more of the fruit that the Holy Spirit has to offer. Jesus goes on to say, a good tree produces good fruit. A bad tree produces bad fruit. Simple as that. 
When you're producing the fruits of the Holy Spirit, you're producing good fruit, which means that you are connected to the true vine. It's pretty simple. It really is. I'm trying not to be very difficult this morning. It's very simple. And you may be saying, Pastor, I'm trying to stay connected. I'm trying so hard to stay connected to the vine. It just doesn't seem like anything's working. It just doesn't seem like anything's happening for me. I've been praying for my marriage for so long. I've been praying for my marriage and it just seems like nothing is working out. I've been trying to get my friend to come to church with me. But every time I ask, she just tells me no. She's got something else going on. I've been trying so hard. I've been trying to reach my son who's been addicted to drugs for so long. I've been trying so hard to reach him. But I just can't reach him. He keeps making terrible decisions. It's just not happening. I'm trying to stay connected, but it doesn't seem like I'm producing any fruit at all. You're trying so hard. You're thinking to yourself right now, I've been trying for so long and I've been trying so hard. But I want to want you to shift your thought process just for a moment. What's actually happening when you've been trying for so long and you've been trying so hard? What's really happening? The fact is every single fruit starts with a blossom. Every single fruit starts with a blossom and that blossom is called faithfulness. You may be think you may think that you're not producing any fruit but the fact that you've been trying for so long you've been going to God and asking and begging please hear my prayer. That blossom is called faithfulness. And I'm going to encourage you to continue that prayer. I'm going to encourage you to continue that faith in knowing that he works all things together for those that who, who love him and that are called according to his purposes. You see that blossom, what you've been praying for, that's called faithfulness. It's called faithfulness. Keep it up. You're doing exactly what you should be doing. If you're, if you're faithfully connected to the true vine, then you'll leave the growth up to Jesus. Amen. You'll leave the growth up to Jesus. You keep doing what you're doing and he'll make that blossom grow into the most magnificent fruit that you've ever seen before. Because that's how good our God is. The second part of the scripture says that apart from him, Jesus, or the true vine, you can do nothing. So the second point today is being disconnected from the vine produces nothing. It's pretty simple, right? Being disconnected from the vine produces nothing. He says, if you do not remain in me, this is verse 6, if you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. It's a bad day for a branch, isn't it? It's a bad day for a branch. I don't want to be that branch that's useless and picked up and thrown into the fire. Like, I don't want to be that branch. Not a good picture for the branch. If we're disconnected from the true vine, then we can be picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. Think about it this way. Have you ever looked at someone else with judgment lately? Don't raise your hand. Have you looked at someone else with judgment lately? Just think about it for a moment. Looked at someone else with judgment lately. That man had an affair. I just can't believe that. I'd never do that. I'd never. I'd never do that. That's just terrible. I can't believe he would do that. Can you believe that her son's on drugs? Wow, what kind of parent is she? 
Wonder where that went wrong. Have you been that judgmental lately? Is that just something that kind of comes in your mind? The thing about it is, when you're not connected to the vine, it's easy to become judgmental. When you're not connected to the true vine, it's easy to become judgmental. Let's take it a step further. When you're not connected to the vine, it's super easy for you to actually fall into these particular sins that you're talking about. That you're being judgmental about. It's super easy. And here's what I've learned. At some point, you wake up and you're thinking, how in the world did I get here? How in the world did I drift this far away from the vine? How did I get so disconnected? Listen, I've been in ministry now for almost 20 years. One of the things that I've learned in ministry is that anybody is capable of anything at any time when you're disconnected from the vine. Anybody is capable of anything when you are disconnected from the vine. Jesus said, you must stay connected. I'm the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you're going to produce much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. Listen, guys, COVID year took us out. And, and 2021 hasn't done much better either. But COVID year took us out. We lost a lot of things that we depend on to stay connected to each other and to stay connected to the vine. Not, um, not only to the, true, true, to the true vine, but also to the branches, to each other. We weren't meeting in church anymore. That was hard. That was a tough blow for us. Um, online was fine for the first couple of weeks. By month number two, we just kind of disconnected online as well. As a matter of fact, if you look at statistics uh, across the nation, by the second month or by the, by the third month of COVID, all of a sudden, uh, online attendance started to drop dramatically across the nation, not just at Ridgepoint Church. Online was okay for a little while, but then it just got stale. It just got to be something that you really didn't want to do anymore. Before long, you'd stop reading your Bible. You found yourself not praying like you used to. One decision after another, you woke up one day and realized, hey, I'm disconnected. I'm disconnected. I don't like this. I don't want this. But I'm disconnected. So I hope, thank you so much, because I'm struggling up here with the throat. Here's the thing. Here's the million dollar question. Okay. The million-dollar question is this. How do we stay connected to the vine? I hope that I've laid it out that we must stay connected, the need to stay connected. But the million-dollar question this morning is, how do we stay connected? Guys, we know that prayer connects us to God. Amen? It's obvious. The Bible all throughout Scripture is talking to us, telling us that we need to pray. That's how we talk to God. And God speaks to us by reading His Word, Right? So we, we have to make sure that we open this thing. We have to make sure that we study this thing. We have to make sure that we know what God said. So that's important. Bible study, uh, scripture reading, coming together. On Wednesday nights, we're doing this thing where we're talking about how we connect with God. Um, we're reading a book right now together called The Nine Sacred Pathways. Did you know that there's this thing called a, a naturalist where if you enjoy nature, you're really kind of in tune to nature. You really enjoy being out in nature and, and you enjoy talking to God out in nature, that that's okay. 
that you should have the freedom to be able to experience God and connect with God while you're out in nature? It's called a naturalist, naturalist pathway. And I'm telling you today, and I've been doing this every Wednesday night, I'm giving you the freedom to say, that's how I connect with God best. Go out and do it. If that's what you want to do, and that's how you connect with God, go out in nature, find a an opportunity for you to be alone with the Lord, and connect with Him. Others connect better with the vine or connect better with God through worship services. Like just being here amongst all these people, being able to sing together, being able to worship God together, being able to just feel the energy of the Holy Spirit in this room. Some folks connect best with God when they're in this space together. And did you know that there's some oddballs out there that actually connect with God whenever they're sitting down with their Bible and their Bible dictionary and their commentary and they do research on Bible verses for like days on end? Did you know that there are people wired like that? They connect. Brian Griffith is one of them and he's praising the Lord in the back. There are people that connect best with God when they're doing research on Scripture. Learning what it means in the Greek and the Hebrew and kind of putting it all together. Those are intellectuals. And they connect best with God on that intellectual level. The fact is, we all connect with God in different ways. We're all unique, right? We're all unique. We all connect to the vine in different ways. There's a lot of different ways that we can stay connected to the vine. The problem is that many times we lack the motivation. Let's just step on our own toes for a moment. The problem is, many times we lack the motivation to do so. Although there are many ways to connect with God, because He made us unique and wired us in different ways, there are two fundamental ways that Jesus outlines for us to stay connected to the vine. Two fundamental ways. The, verse, the first is found in the, a few verses later, in John chapter 15, verse 10, where Jesus says, If you keep my commands... If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. I'm going to stop right there. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, Jesus says. So the first thing that we have to do in order to stay connected to Jesus, to stay connected to the vine, is do what Jesus says. Do what It's so simple. This is a very simple message today. Do what Jesus says. I love the way that Francis Chan illustrates this point. He talks about it like this, like if you're a parent. So just imagine just for a moment that I'm telling my, my daughter Elena uh, and my son to go clean up their playroom because I do that all the time, literally, because it's always a mess. And so I'm always talking to them, asking them to go clean up their playroom. So I'm telling Elena and Lincoln to, to go clean up their playroom. What if they leave my side at that particular time and they, go, they come back about an hour and a half later and they come back and they say to, to mom and dad, they say, Mom, Dad, I've memorized what you said about cleaning my room. I've memorized it. I know exactly what you said. And I can repeat it back to you right now. As a matter of fact, I went back and I looked up what it means to clean in the Greek and the Hebrew. And I know as a matter of fact, I even got a tattoo on my arm that says clean. If that's not, that's not good enough, I actually called a bunch of my friends, Roman and, and Arabella and Jonah, had them all come over. We had a little small group to talk about what it would look like if we cleaned my room. And what if I just said to my kids, but did you clean your room? Did you clean your room? 
Guys, sometimes, sometimes we got to stop talking about it and we have to actually do it. Sometimes we have to quit praying about it and actually do it. Like it's not that hard. Jesus said, here's some things I want you to do. Just do them. We spend so much time analyzing it and trying to, to, to figure it all out. And we spend very little time actually doing it. Just how crazy that little analogy is. Jesus says that if you do what he says, that you'll remain in his love. It's so simple. You do what I say, you're going to remain in my love. That's the scripture. So the first thing is do what he says. Do what he says. To remain in the vine, you must do what Jesus says. The second thing is this. Love like Jesus loved. Love like Jesus loved. In chapter 15, Jesus tells us that he's the true vine. And we must remain in him if we want to produce fruit. Apart from him, we can do nothing. We must keep his commands in order to remain in his love. And then he gives us this awesome command in verse 12. Like This is right after that, uh, those scriptures. In verse 12, he says this. My command is this. So he's giving us the command. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Wow, mind blown. Here's the deal. When Jesus added that scripture, when Jesus added those words, okay, when he added the words, as I have loved you, he, rose, he, he raised the bar, didn't he? Like the bar was raised. He could have been, he could have said, hey guys, I just want you to love each other. Just love each other, right? He could have said that. But that's kind of subjective because the way I love someone is probably not the way someone else loves someone else. Like it's just subjective in our own minds. And so he took it a step further. He raised the bar and he said, I want you to love others as I have loved you. Like bar raised right there. Bar raised. My love for someone and, and your love for someone is a little bit different. But Jesus gave us the standard to love each other. Love each other as I have loved you. Watch this, folks. If you're following along this morning, and I haven't lost you yet, if you follow along this morning uh, with this dinner conversation with Jesus and his disciples, here's how it's going. Jesus says in the beginning, I am the, the, the true vine, and you must remain in me. You can remain in me by doing what I say. You can remain in me by doing what I say. And what I'm telling you to do in order to remain in me is to love each other the way that I have loved you. And then the very next words out of Jesus' mouth says this. Greater love has no one than this. To lay his life down for one's friends. Like, are you following that dinner conversation? It's pretty epic, isn't it? Jesus says, I'm the vine, you're the branches. Remain in me. You're going you're gonna to produce much, not just a little, but much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. Well, how do you remain in me? Well, you remain in me by doing what I say. Like you can remain in me by doing what I say. What am I saying? What am I telling you to do? Love each other as I've loved you. Here's why it matters, folks. Here's why it matters. If you don't hear anything else from me today, here's why it matters. The reason that Jesus wants us to stay connected to him, the, the reason he wants us to stay in the vine and connected to him is because we are incapable of loving others the way that Jesus loved them if we are disconnected from the vine. That's the crux of it all. You and I are incapable of loving others the way that we need to love others 
separated from the vine. That's why it all matters. You see what happened there? It's pretty epic. Jesus has this conversation with his disciples. And he said, listen, you have to stay in me. Stay in me. Remain in the vine. Stay connected to the vine. Because apart from me, you will never love the world the way that I need you to love the world in order to bring them to me. Guys, wow. Stay connected. It's not in our nature to love others apart from Christ. It's not in our nature. We just can't, we just can't do it. But when we are connected to the vine, we can begin to love each other the way that he loved us. And we can begin to look past the faults and the hang-ups. And we can begin to see each other as Jesus sees us. And that's what he's getting to here. That's what he's getting to. You know, at Ridgepoint Church, we exist so that more people experience transforming relationships through Jesus Christ. That's why we exist. And that word relationships is so important in the life of this church. First and the most important thing is that we have a relationship with God the Father. Like that's the most important thing that we're doing here today. And doing here week after week. That is, our, um, that is our rally cry. That is our, this is what we are called to do. Is to share the gospel with others so that they can have a relationship with the one that we have the relationship with. Number one. But it doesn't end there, guys. We have relationships with each other as well. Like we stay connected to the vine and we stay connected to the branches. We build relationships with each other by loving each other the way that Christ loves us. Do you see how that works? Jesus is the vine and we're the branches. If we remain in Him, we're going to bear much fruit. But apart from Him, we can do nothing. And I'm going to ask you this question as Michael comes with the team. What fruit is being evidenced in your life today? What fruit is being evidenced in your life today? Could you say joy is being evidenced in your life? Could you say patience is being evidenced in your life? Could you say self-control or faithfulness, love? Could you say that those fruits are being evidenced in your life today? Jesus says that when we remain in Him and He in us, that we're going to bear much fruit. And as we do that, as we love each other, as we love each other, what happens is that God takes our loneliness and he replaces it with, with, with connection. He takes our loneliness and he replaces it with comfort. He takes our desires and he replaces them with his desires. You know what happens? I'm gonna, this is a freebie. You know the scripture that says that God gives us the desires of our hearts? Right? We, we misquote that all the time. We say, whatever I want, man, God's going to give it to me. I want that Tahoe. God's going to give it to me today. That's what's going to happen, right? It's not the way it works. You see, when you're connected to the vine, He replaces your desires and gives you desires. Right? I no longer want that Tahoe. I want my family to be safe and healthy. And most of all, I want my family to have a relationship with Him. You see, what He does is He replaces our desires with His desire when we're connected to the vine. He gives us the desires 
that we desire. It's just amazing when we're connected to the vine, what God can do. As we love each other and we remain connected, we find ourselves in the middle of a miracle. God begins to do something miraculous in our lives that we could never have done on our own. You want to see this church get on fire? You want to see this community come to Jesus? You want to see this region fall into revival like we've never seen before? Love others the way that Jesus loved us. That's how we stay connected to the vine. And that's how we do what he's called us to do. He said, I'm the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you're going to bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. Some of us today need to pray that God would give us the strength to stay connected to the vine. Would you stand with me? Father, it's in your name today that I come to you and I thank you for this beautiful opportunity that you've given. Today, Father, I thank you for for reaching us. Today, God, I just thank you for, for, for coming into Jerusalem as we talked about at the beginning of the message. You knew what was happening as you walked into that, that city. You knew what was going to happen by the end of the week, God. And you came and you did everything with your head held high with love in your heart for us. Help us to stay connected to you today, Father. God, many of us, many of us have felt so disconnected from the vine. And I pray today is that renewal that we need. Today is the opportunity that your Holy Spirit speaks to us in a fresh and new way and gives us the strength to do what you called us to do and stay connected to the vine. Father, I love you and I thank you for your son Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen.